1: Oh, welcome. If it has not been said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. My name is Jericho. I hang out with the kids. So when we dismissed them, my heart was like, I want to go there. Um, but um, I'm with you guys today, the big kids. All right. I have the privilege of working here and serving you all. Um, so welcome. This is what we do. Um, In a little bit here, I'm going to ask you guys to stand up. We're going to do a call and response, just reading Psalm 136, because by reading, we experience the power and presence of God's word to help us worship as a community. All right. But before we do that, I might have something here to help kind of just prime the pump. All right. Raise your hand if you've been on a road trip. Hey, there we go. All right. Um, Mr. Ray, we're on the other side. Perfect. All right. So imagine this with me. Here's a scenario I want to paint for you guys. The kids are sitting in the back. They're asking you the age old question. Are we there yet? (laughs) You've been flying 80, 90 miles an hour on the freeway. You exit the freeway, right? Your destination's near. The relief in your back pain in the in your lower back you're like, oh, I feel it. Or maybe you're like, there's a bathroom stop coming up. <laughs> the excitement of your destination is there, only to find out you still have about thirty minutes to drive inland and forty five miles per hour. Yeah? Do you guys know that feeling? You're almost there, but not quite yet. So this is a picture of when we take kids up to Hume Lake Christian Camps at Kings Canyon National Park that I'm hoping to take another group of third through fifth graders this summer. All right, so we leave here at HB. We leave from HB at 7.30 a.m. sharp. All right, so we've been driving. Um, there's an in and out lunch stop somewhere in Visalia. All right, and you've been driving in the 405, the five, the 99. And then we exit to find out that you still have an hour's worth of windy up the hill. We're almost there. This is a picture of him like, oh, beautiful. And that's what this Sunday feels like to me. We're almost to 2022, but not quite there, right? We're reflecting back on what 2020 looks like. We're reflecting on what this year brought us, and we're almost to 2022, but we're not quite there yet. What is our worshipful response? What does God want for us to do as we stand at the threshold, the doors open to 2022, right? We're about to step in. Almost there, but not quite yet. So I got a text from Dean yesterday. While the kids were opening presents, and I was like, all right, I got a day to prep a sermon. So we're we're here today. Okay? Today, we are looking through two lenses, like glasses, um, of what it means to be grateful, what it means to live a life of a thank you to the Lord. And the first lens is God's faithfulness, and the other one is God's infinite power. So the book of Psalms, in the middle of your book, Bible, is a songbook of worship for us, the church, right? The, sing, the songs that we sing during worship are loosely based out of just that expression of living with the Lord. Um, there's five songbooks, five movements, if you will, and we are at Psalm 136. Almost done, but not quite yet. All right. So if you are able, would you please stand up? We are going to be reading it, and so wherever you see it says, all... That's what you'll be reading. And um, for a while, it's going to be repetitive. And then we switch, and then we'll read something together at the end. All right? Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Set, love, endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. Set, love, endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. Steadfast love forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens.
0: If steadfast love
1: forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters?
0: Steadfast love forever.
1: Who made the great lights?
0: His steadfast love forever.
1: The sun to govern the day. The moon and stars to govern the night. His
0: steadfast love endures forever.
1: To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His
0: steadfast love endures forever.
1: And brought Israel out from among them.
0: His steadfast love endures forever.
1: With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. His
0: steadfast love endures forever.
1: To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. and brought Israel through the midst of it,
0: it love forever.
1: but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea,
0: love forever.
1: to him who led his people through the wilderness,
0: love
1: to him who struck down great kings,
0: his love forever,
1: and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan,
0: steadfast love endures forever.
1: and gave their land as an inheritance.
0: Steadfast love endures forever.
1: An inheritance to his servant Israel.
0: Steadfast his
1: steadfast
0: love endures forever. Ready to switch? He
1: His steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love endures forever. He gives food to every
0: creature.
1: His steadfast love endures forever. And then, in case you forgot, give thanks to the God of heaven. His steadfast love endures forever. Would you pray with me this morning? Father God, we want to come before you, and we want to live a life of a big thank you live a life of gratitude, God, would you speak to us this morning, God, would you speak through me, God, speak to the deep needs of our hearts, Jesus, Uh, we thank you for your word that nourishes us, and we thank you for your community, Lord, your church that gives us fellowship in your son and your spirit with us this morning, in Jesus' name, amen, Amen. You you may be seated, friends. So the whole song encourages or commands us to give thanks, a life of gratitude, a huge thank you to God. But the command almost gets overshadowed by what? His steadfast love endures forever. The character of God, his his love that never runs out, that never runs dry, overshadows even the command. As a parent. That's my goal, and if if my kids know that I love them more than, oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm going to get in trouble, that's a great goal, and I think the Lord has a parenting picture for us this morning. So back to this picture, the two lenses. The first is God's faithfulness, and his steadfast love endures forever. It's almost like the editor, the writer of the song just wanted to keep interrupting us right? His steadfast love endures forever. He wanted to slow us down. He wanted to point our attention to the character and love of God. Do I have any math whizzes in the room? How many times was that? Jim, you counted. 26. We said it at the same time. All right. The, the,
0: the,
1: the psalmist said 26 times his love endures forever. So before, we're at this threshold of the last Sunday before we enter into a new year, before you hurry to enter 2022, every step, every second, every moment, every time, every breath on your way there, please remember that God's steadfast love endures forever. Um, There are three ways, three themes in that Psalm that we read It talks about God's faithfulness. One is when he created the world, right? The good God who created the world shows his faithfulness mirrored in his creation. The waters, all right? We're a beach town. The waters are never gonna flood the earth, okay? The sun's gonna come up tomorrow. The moon and stars will span the night sky. That shows God's faithfulness. It even says in the psalm that God provides food for every creature. I love telling my kids, when it rains, God's watering the earth. He's got to water the plants. Someone's got to water it. Okay? God's taking care of it. The other theme is God is faithful to rescue his people. You got this little cartoony in the middle. When, When the people of God were in bondage to sin and evil in the world, God rescued them, parted the Red Sea. We read about that. That God rescued his people from Egypt and from idol worship of Pharaoh and the many gods. He's the God of all gods. And the third theme of God's faithfulness is that he rescued, he remembers his people when they were walking in the wilderness, right? So Egypt was about evil that oppressed them, and in the desert, it was them. It was the people of God not following who God is, and God still remembers them. God says, I'm gonna remember my covenant with you. My love doesn't change, right? Even if you reject me and follow other kings and other gods, I'm gonna remember you and take you and rescue you back. God himself embodies this faithfulness, all right? God is the one we can count on to be steady and sure, his compassion and mercy that will never run out, that will never run dry. Can always be trusted. When somebody's faithful, it's somebody we can depend on. God is faithful to his word and to the promises that he's kept. He's faithful and true in his character of goodness. He will never wish evil to destroy you. He will see a way through to every trial that you have. You can put your trust in God because he is faithful. All right? Can we pause for a second? Some of you might be thinking, man, it's easy to thank God. It's easy to say thank you to the Lord when the blessings are flowing. I got a savings account, right? When circumstances are predictable and easy. But where was God when there's division happening in the world? Where's God when there's strife and fear in the world? Where was he when my marriage was struggling? Um, when I was struggling to parent and homeschool at the same time, when I didn't know if I was going to have a job to come back to, a business to come back to? What about when my health is no longer the same? My relationships are not the same. My family's not the same. What happens if you've even lost loved ones? Friends, the good news this morning is this, that God's faithfulness is not just true when life is easy. Rather, God's faithfulness shines and rings more true when life is not easy. So what am I saying? Our circumstances do not change the, the fact that God still is good. Our circumstances don't change that he is still compassionate and available, and his infinite love is always available for you and for me. So I believe that when it's hardest to have faith in God, is when we need to be reminded that his steadfast love endures forever. Gas is so expensive, right? I wish that gas just last, like a full tank could could last longer. (laughs) But I was thinking, I was like, there's nothing in life that lasts that long, right? But his love endures forever. If you look at the psalm, maybe there were six lines in there where there was no suffering when God was creating the world when everything was perfect. But two-thirds of the psalm, there was slavery in Egypt, there were exiles. Two-thirds of the psalm points to the fact that God's steadfast love and faithfulness is needed all the more. When the sun is shining, oh man, I've missed the sun right? We've had some gloomy days, and I'm like, I just want the sun. And it comes out around four, you know, for like 30 minutes. (laughs) God's steadfast love endures forever. When we were in quarantine, God's steadfast love still endures forever. When I don't have enough strength or life is super hard, God's steadfast love endures forever. As you look at the hardships of this past year or trying times in the past two years, it's a heart check. Do you believe it? Does God's steadfast love still endure forever? On to the next lens. You guys ready? The next lens is looking at God's power. So faithfulness is something I think we can understand. It's a relational concept. But power is something that we can just kind of imagine, I think life is more kind of about weakness um, and pain um, and depletion of energy um, more than it is abundance of power. Um, Again, looking at power in this, God spoke everything to be. Light came, right? He said, I want to separate the waters from the land. It happened. He said, zebra, right? And zebra came. All right, that's the extent of his power. And there's order. There's order to be maintained. The sun makes its circuit where we circuit around it. Also, God's power is shown in how he rescued his people. He's part of the Red Sea. They walked on dry land. You guys know that song, Pharaoh, Pharaoh? Oh, baby, let my people go free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, I miss my Wednesday nights. Um... God took his people and used his mighty and outstretched arm, right? Dean's sermon was going to be about way maker, miracle worker. God makes a way, right? Through the Red Sea. Um, God's power is also shown in the way that he guided his people in the desert, even when they were rejecting him again and again, right? God's power is at work in us today whether you're following the Lord or whether you're rejecting him, right? God embodies this power. And in fact, Jesus actually embodied this power in the story of Christmas, right? Jesus in Colossians 1 was there at the beginning and he created the world. Everything was made by him, for him, through him, to him. I messed that up. That's why you gotta read your Bible. Okay, but Jesus was there at the beginning and in his humility comes down to become one of us, to be fully God, to be fully man and a baby, right? Jesus embodies this and um, we're gonna turn to Mark. So if you have your Bibles, we're gonna turn to Mark 5 because here's what I wanna say. Jesus lived a perfect life. And after 30 years, he was doing his ministry on his way to the cross. And there's a story in Mark 5 I want for us to look at. Mark 5, verses 21 to 24, 34 to 43, okay? Um, And here is a story of how God's power shows up all right, so one day Jesus was teaching. He was teaching across the lake and um, a man who worked at the synagogue, a man, who, a man who believed in God, his name is Jairus, he was the dad, um, comes and pleads with Jesus. He comes to him, all right, he pleads earnestly with him, verse 23, and he says, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went. Jesus was on his way to do ministry for this man, Jairus, and he gets interrupted. You can read that from verse 25 to 33 today. That's your homework, okay? Um, He gets interrupted. Something happens, right? And you could imagine the dad. Could you imagine? He's like, oh my goodness, another interruption, Right? Imagine if he already got traffic on the way there, couldn't find parking, right? and found Jesus in the crowd, and he's like, oh my goodness, Jesus is caught up now with something else. Jesus was so caught up with something else that Jairus' servant comes and says, it's, don't bother the teacher anymore. Your daughter's dead. No need for Jesus to come. So that's what's happening. Jesus overhears it, and he says... Peter, James, and John come with me. Takes mom and dad, and he goes to the house, and there's crying everywhere. The daughter's dead. Everyone's like, it's hopeless. Why is he still here? She's already, not, she's already gone. Okay? And Jesus says, I'm going to take my three friends, mom and dad, come to the room with me. And what does Jesus do? He, he says, verse 41. He takes her by the hand, because remember the request, if you just put your hands on my daughter. That's really cool. I like how Jesus, he could have just said, whatever, but he heard the request from the dad to lay hands on my daughter. So he takes her by the hand and says to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, not like a week later, not a day later, immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around, and she was 12 years old, as they were completely astonished. They gave strict orders not to let anyone know, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry, about this, and told them to give her something to eat. If it's not enough that she got up, right? It's not enough that she walked around, they gave her something to eat, okay? Jesus' power comes And by the way, we had our plans for last year, right? And Jesus' ministry got interrupted. If Jesus' life gets interrupted, I think our lives can be interrupted too, right? But what matters here is that by the power of God, Jesus heals and brings this girl back to life. Is that extraordinary? Not for Jesus, because guess what he was gonna do? He was gonna live a perfect life, He was gonna teach us about who God is in his kingdom. He was gonna heal the sick. He was gonna bring God's kingdom wherever he goes and he was on his way to the cross where he was gonna die and guess what? God's power brings him back to life Easter Sunday morning. In the world that's obsessed with power, power over others, power to control, having more power than other people. What is our calling as Christian brothers and sisters in this world if we know that God is super, super powerful? One is we're called to empower others. So if you have power to give, you can use your influence, you can use what you have to bring dignity to the people that need it. Um, It's called ministry, friends. And it's called seeing the potential in every single person, the God-given potential and saying, you know what, I'm going to give you something so that you understand that you're loved and that you matter and that you matter to God and you are made here for a purpose. You are here for a purpose, whatever that is, right? And that doesn't mean it's just on Sundays. It's not just for people like me who work at church. It's for all of us. For me to be a good neighbor, right? The next thing is to also embrace our weakness. Are you guys ready to turn right on your Bible to 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10? So, in a world that loves to fake having so much power, right? Fake until you make it? You guys know that one? No, we have a lot of honest people on the round. <laughs> All right. The other thing is to embrace weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. Jesus says to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's in chapter 11, by the way, all his weaknesses. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. God's faithfulness and God's power, power to empower others to bring dignity, and the other is to embrace the weakness, right? You're welcome. You're welcome in here. If you've got a lot of power, awesome. If you're also depleted of strength and you're just like, man, I just made it through 2021, welcome. All right? God is faithful. So as we are in this in-between phase, last Sunday of the year, all right, please don't rush through this time as you reflect on God's faithfulness in your life, God's power, to point us to him. What does this mean for us? All right, we're in this in-between. You guys just exited the freeway, still have an hour driving, right? Still have one more week of work. The first question I have is giving thanks. How are we at giving thanks? How is the heart practice of saying thank you to the Lord? All right, is his steadfast love still enduring in your life? For the person who's having a hard time with perspective, like, man, my circumstances, just kind of, I'm drowning, right? My encouragement is this. The things that we give attention to, the things that we let our eyes see, right, we give permission to kind of own us. And so that's why it's really important to read your Bible, right? Pray every day and you grow, 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 right? So try it. Try it this year. Try it this week. You know, just five minutes of reading your Bible. Even just a verse. Um, even if it's just your favorite verse. Every day you're like, I'm just going to say my favorite verse to myself right now. The power of God's word. The other thing is, the songs that we let play in the background. I love listening to worship songs. And sometimes I listen to the, just the music. And I just i am like, God, there's something in this song for me. And I'm going to keep listening on to this song on repeat until I get what you're trying to give me, all right? And the last thing is if you're not part of a community, please consider being part of us, right. Going at it alone is not fun, all Right? To just be in a group here in this room or with other people that just say, hey, I get what you're going through, or I don't get it but I'm here, all right? It matters. The next thing is do we remind ourselves of God's power? The way that God operates is by his power, and to us, that's just miracles, <laughs> you know what I mean? Making impossible things happen. Are you aware of the impossible things God is moving in and around you? And here's my last kind of just little bit of encouragement. If we understand that God is powerful and he can do anything, does that change the way that we ask for things? If you knew that daddy in heaven can do anything, are we just asking right here? But he's like, ask more. Come on, ask me for some more. What's the worst? What's the worst that could happen? You gotta say, either God can say yes, God says no, or he says wait. Let's change something in your heart until you're ready for it. Right? If we understood how powerful God is, does that change us for the things that we ask for? How's your prayer life? All right. Through the eyes and lenses of faith and God's power. So that is it for us this morning. I'm gonna invite our worship team up. I'm gonna pray. And next week, we're gonna hear Dean's sermon that he prepped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, we love you because you first loved us. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for his faithful work for us in his life and his faithful work on the cross. Thank you for his power to show us who you are and his power to show us how to live. God, you know exactly where we're at. And God, as we sit in this space of almost but not yet, God, would you be so gentle with us? God, it's been a hard year for most of us, and you know that. Um, And yet, Lord, I guess that's just the definition of joy. We both have good and hard things, and yet, Lord, you are the same. You are faithful. And your love still endures forever. God, as we sing these songs, God, may you be glorified in our worship. God, you know us more than anybody else. God, we thank you for this time that we get to be with you and with your people. Pray for our friends in this room, Lord, as they go about this next week. I pray for today that you would encounter them in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thanks for joining our Christ Pacific Sunday Sermon podcast. To hear more of our sermons, or to subscribe, or to learn how you can be engaged with what we're up to in Huntington Beach, please visit us at cpc.com.